Welcome back, Section 229, Creighton Basketball Talk. Been a while, yet again. <laughs> we need to get into a better groove of not taking so many weeks off between episodes. But what a couple weeks it has been since we have chatted Jays fans. My goodness. It has been cold, cold, cold week without Jays basketball here in St. Louis and in the Midwest for that matter. I'm sure in Omaha too it has been uh, super cold with all of the winter weather going on but nonetheless we are back starting Wednesday and I am excited we've got a new episode here today as well lots to be excited about uh, but yeah since we've talked last Creighton now owns a massive top five victory over Villanova truly one of Creighton's best performances of the season once again just like last season Creighton firing on all cylinders at the exact right time heading into the home stretch of this season as of Wednesday Creighton only, ha- only has four games left on the schedule you know, we start back after an 11 day break on Wednesday versus DePaul, and then we are on the road on Saturday versus Xavier. Next week, we have number eight Villanova on the road. Villanova up to number eight from 10 in the new AP poll today. So that is great news for, for Creighton. Hopefully, get another top 10 victory in before the, season, the regular season is over. And then we have a revenge game in our regular season finale versus Butler on March 6th. Hopefully, you know, Creighton can come out and get a little bit of revenge. I know they really, uh, they, I, I felt like they were, they let that one versus Butler on the road get away. I feel like they, that was a game they should have won, a gimme game. I think we all know that. But uh, going to be an absolute battle down the stretch here for Creighton. They're going to have their hands full with Villanova on the road and Xavier on the road as well. So two games that you really need to keep an eye on are those road games. Uh, hopefully they can just take care of business here. But a topic of conversation this week on Twitter. How is Creighton going to play coming off an 11-day break? This has been a weird season with COVID and everything going on. But 11 days is quite a long time to go without a game. You know, we did have a similar stretch earlier this season when Creighton came off an extended break. I think it was seven or eight days that they didn't play. And they lost to Butler. A game that we just mentioned I think should have been a gimme. Um you know, but how are the Jays going to respond? You know, it absolutely helps that DePaul is who we are playing on Wednesday night after that 11-day break. But remember, Creighton has struggled against some of the bottom half teams in the Big East. Not a game judging by the history that we can just chalk up as a W. But I digress. Time will tell. We'll see how that goes. Anyway, on to our episode for today. We've got Alex from the season ticket and the high school circuit coming on the podcast today to talk about Creighton's incoming class for next year. Figured we could probably use a break from game analysis to talk to someone who's been watching all four of our signees for next year's class. He's had some great analysis on these dudes so far, especially from Ty Ty. I know he's been watching him pretty closely, but, you know, since we haven't played in a couple weeks, I thought it was probably, I guess not a couple weeks, but maybe a week. It's probably a good thing to to focus on something other than game analysis. So we're going to bring him in. We're going to chat about it. But before we do that, Check out our socials, follow us, talk to us, whatever you like. You can find us on Twitter at Section229Talk. And then on Facebook, you just search our name, which is Section229, colon, Creighton Basketball Talk. Search us, find us. I'm always on. You can find me, my personal Twitter, at LetItFlyCU. I'm always begging for people to interact with me. So come, hang out, chat Jay's basketball with us. But let's get into it for today, our conversation with Alex from the season ticket. Enjoy. Alex, thanks for joining us, man. Thanks for taking the time to sit down today. I feel like uh, you know we're we're in the midst of a busy college basketball season that's winding down. High school season is winding down as well. So, how are you doing, man? Just start off. You keeping busy over there? 
You said you're in Buffalo, yeah. New York, correct? Yeah, it's a little cold up here, but uh, like I said before, before we uh, started the call, I really appreciate you having me on. But yeah, man, just keeping busy, you know, I uh, work for the season ticket. Uh, Alec Kinski is the owner of it. He blessed me with an amazing opportunity to do what I love to do, and that's scout and work high school basketball. And uh, yeah, keeping busy, man, you know, the high school season's coming to an end, so we're getting ready to roll into this spring and summer and uh, cover all the independence all eybl under armor adidas so yeah we're looking forward to it and hopefully things will be a little bit more back to normal in terms of covid being you know yeah. maybe hopefully a thing of the past for this next summer i know that'll make things on the recruiting trail and mm-hmm. <laughs> much much easier for everybody college and high school yeah. alike so hopefully hopefully there's some good news around the bend there but uh, have you ever been to omaha man i mean it, it seems like uh I, I always like to ask people you know when we have them on the podcast you know if you've ever been to omaha have you ever seen creighton play live i mean you're on the opposite side of the country so a trip to omaha probably isn't isn't something that you've done but you ever seen creighton play live or anything like that uh, I have never been to Omaha, and uh, I've never seen Creighton play live, but I love watching them on TV, man. They're one of my uh, favorites to watch this season for sure. Yeah, I was going to say, um, you know, Greg Greg McDermott definitely has an attractive style of basketball that he likes to play, so it's it's definitely oh, yeah. a fun brand to watch. But, I mean, what's your impression of the team this year? We're really hot right now, playing really well out of a, a huge win over Villanova this past uh, week, and we're just coming out at an 11-day break. But, I mean, how do you? what's your impression of this year's team? Yeah, so this year's team, uh, I love watching them play, man. Like, growing up, I'm down from uh, towards New York City more, from Kingston, New York. And uh, that kind of basketball down there, it's very fast. And that's what I like to watch. And Creighton definitely plays fast. They get a lot of shots up. Uh, They play very aggressive. I love that. But they're just entertaining to watch, man. Like you said, they're doing a phenomenal job this year. And, uh, yeah, the uh, 11-day break that they're on right now, it's – it's a little interesting, but yeah, I think we're going to get into that a little bit. Yeah, it's, and I kind of talked about it in the intro to this podcast. You know, I want to mm-hmm. get your personal take just before we get into recruiting here. An yeah. 11 day break is such a hard thing to come off. And, and, you know, I mean, you were talking about how you were a player, you know, mm-hmm. before we were uh, pressed record on the podcast here. But I mean, considering there's only two weeks left in the season. Is it, is it a good thing that Creighton took an 11 day break? I mean, that I, like I said, that's a long time, but I mean, do you, I mean, wh- what do you think that does to a team, especially in a season right now that's already had so many twists and turns? Do you think taking 11 days off is, is something that's going to be good for them? Or is that going to be something that's going to come back to bite them for not playing for that long? Well, I think it can go both ways. I think on the good side uh, gives them 11 days, they can get their practice in. I know they're a little banged up and they're tired probably. So it gives them time to rest, gives them time to regroup, work on things that they are maybe not doing as well as they want to be in games. On the other hand, it can be bad because you're not playing a competitive game against an opponent for 11 days. You know what I mean? So right. there's, there's a, it goes either way for me, but if I had to, if I was on the Creighton basketball team right now, I think I would appreciate the 11 day break going into March, I think they're going to benefit from that a lot. The one thing that came to my mind, especially from a, you know a standpoint in terms of rest, I think Marcus Zagorowski, you know, has hit the mm-hmm. period, you know, this season where he's 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 playing as as good as he was at the end of last season. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there was a there was a point in time somewhere in the beginning of this season where he just didn't look like he had. You know, it just didn't look like he was going at full strength. You know, obviously coming off yeah. as serious of an injury that he's coming off of, 
um, you know, it's, it's, it's normal for him to not play, you know, up to his full potential, but I feel mm-hmm. like it's probably good for him because he's been going so hard the last couple of weeks and he's been playing so well. So I I'm fingers crossed. Hopefully that's a, hopefully that's a good thing for, for us here going forward, but let's get into some recruiting, man. Let's dig in. Yeah, um, for sure. So, uh, obviously you, you work for uh, a publication that covers high school uh, recruiting uh, very well. So uh, I just mm-hmm. kind of wanted to invite you on today to talk about uh, Creighton's best recruiting class they've ever put together for next year. Um, yeah, you know, It's really crazy to think about the classes that we've had in the past and how they stack up to this one. Just a few years ago, you know, Creighton was recruiting players for the Missouri Valley and now they're yeah. recruiting for the Big East. It's a massive difference. Jays fans know this. This, this is no new news. We've, we've been in the recruiting grind uh, as a member of the Big East for almost seven years now, I think. So, however, mm-hmm. they are bringing in classes that I think the fan base never thought were possible, even when we joined the biggies so this is it's mm-hmm. it's a huge step forward but out of the four signees in this class three of those are consensus top 100 picks amongst every recruiting site in the land including your outlet the season ticket um you know the lone player outside of that realm is john christopolis but we'll, we'll take a step back from that for the time being um so let's take account here on the four signees we have under our belt where where you have them ranked all four players also listed on the mcdonald's all-american class of 20 20- 2021 boys nominees that's that's really good for their respective regions very awesome but uh Mm -hmm. we learned today none of them actually made the final cut nonetheless very cool but i mean ty ty washington definitely got uh definitely got snubbed there but let's dig into some of these some of these rankings here before we get into that Mm -hmm. um you know we have four signees in this next class uh out of your 150 for um you know the the season ticket you have ty ty rated at 47 uh he's coming out of compass prep in arizona 71 is mason miller uh, a point forward who's going to be playing with us then we have ryan nembard point guard out of montverde academy and then obviously like we said john christopoulos uh, the sharpshooter uh, shooting guard. So first off, I mean, do you think any of these players have made the case to move up in your rankings? Does, I mean, does your site kind of track that over the season, you know, doing active, um, you know, rankings up and down, you know, with how players are playing in their final seasons? Or do you kind of just throw that up at the beginning of the season and, and don't adjust it until until the end? Yeah, usually um, I'm, I'm going to be with them for a year in May. So usually I think I'm pretty sure that we just uh, update it at the beginning of every season and then let it ride out till next season. Sure. But like you said, Ty Ty, he's definitely he in every other uh, rankings website, he's made a huge jump and he definitely deserves to make a huge jump. He is, uh, he's just unbelievable to watch, man. He's a playmaker. He makes everybody around him better. He can really shoot the ball, whether it's off the catch or off the dribble, he can create for himself. He's really good in pick and roll play. That's what I love watching him in when he gets in the pick and roll play. They they have Deron Holmes now going to Dayton. And those two in the pick and roll play, it's almost unstoppable. He's got a really quick first step. And a lot uh, one aspect of his game that I don't think a lot of people really talk about is how much of a dog he is on defense. He really gets after it on defense. He takes pride in it. And uh, he comes up with a bunch of steals every game, block or two. So he's been very, very impressive this year. And we have Compass Prep ranked number one in the nation right now yeah i was gonna i was gonna say if you could speak a little bit to like what their season has been like i was kind of cruising your website prior to you know jumping on the zoom call here yeah they are number one it seems like they're playing really well i don't follow high school basketball as much as i probably should but i mean give us a little breakdown of how ty ty's team is doing um you know this far into the season it sounds like they're obviously playing pretty well you guys have them ranked number one yeah so they've been playing exceptionally well they uh started off the year playing in the grind session in Phoenix, Arizona, they were killing everybody out there. So the NIBC tournament came around. 
had powerhouses like Mount Verde Academy, Sunrise Christian, Lalamere, Wasatch Academy. And they came in in the second session and they played Montford, took them to overtime and beat them. They were the number one ranked team. I think they were on a 39 game winning streak coming in from last year. And they came in, beat them. They've just been, they just gel so well together, that team. You know what I mean? Like they have the perfect mixture of guys. They got guys that are hard nosed on the defensive end. They got guys like Ty Ty and AJ Store, Deron Holmes, who are beasts on the offensive end. And I think the where a lot of their success comes from is guys accepting their roles on that team. They know that, okay, I might not score 20 points a game. I might not even score 15 a game, but I can impact a game in this way to make sure that we come out on top every night. And that's what they've been doing. And they've been killing it, man. Well, let's get in and talk a little bit about that. Uh, this class boasts, you know, two really great uh, point guards, combo guards, whatever you want to call them, Ty Ty Washington and Ryan Nembard. I mean, with the potential exit of Marcus Zagorowski this next season, we're obviously mm-hmm. going to need some help in those positions, you know, especially at the guard position. I feel like, you know, we're going <laughs> to, we have Alex O'Connell sitting on the bench. We have a bunch of really, I think we're going to be a guard heavy team next year in this, yeah. this, um, this class that we're bringing in is just going to, is going to add even more of that. But what have you seen from Ty Ty? I mean, he's the highest rated player for McDermott and his staff um, in this modern era, besides Roddy, who we, who we brought in last year, who has obviously mm-hmm. been sidelined with uh, a major injury. I mean, Ty Ty is going to be major. Talk about his game a little bit. I mean, you've obviously, you've already kind of talked about it a little bit, but what can Jay's fans expect from him? You said he's hard nosed on the defensive end. Um, he, seem, he seems to be, he seems to share the ball really well in transition as yeah. well. Am I correct? Yeah, he's um he's very exciting to watch. Like he gets up and down the court. He um like I said before, he makes everyone around him better and I think this year with this Compass Prep team, he be- he became more of a leader. He's very vocal out there with his guys. He's very energetic. He brings energy. And as you probably know and I know, energy is contagious on the basketball court. You know, if they see one guy getting hyped up, it's just contagious and that just that energy alone can just change the whole momentum of a game and like and like I said when uh, we were talking about Creighton this year and if uh, how I like watching them play and they like to shoot a lot of threes and they like to play fast so I think Ty Ty is going to fit right in like I said he can shoot the ball at a very high clip he can um, get his guys involved yeah he's going to be great there man he's going to excel in that system yeah you talk about him being a high energy player and kind of getting his you know his you know, if he sees, he, he can feed off energy from other players, I guess is what mm-hmm. you were saying. You know, I really, it, what comes to my mind, you know, as, as someone who's been to a ton of games and watch players develop, I think Ty Ty is really going to thrive under the, the very raucous environment that we have at, yeah. at Chai Health, you know, because we have such a crazy uh, cult following, you know, we, I mean, 18,000 people a game, you know, I think Ty Ty is really going to relish in, uh, you know, that not, not, not relish in the attention, but relish in the energy that the whole, you know, the whole stadium is going to be putting off because it gets crazy in there. So, oh, yeah. um, you know, I mean, what about Ryan Nembard? Seems to be really dynamic two-way guard. I mean, he could really pass the ball, create off the dribble. I mean, he it seems like he really can do it all as well. Um, talk a little bit about what his season's been like um, and what Jay's, can, Jay's fans can expect from him as well. Yeah, so Ryan Nembard, he's a, he's a true point guard. You know, I mean, he, he'll, he excels in transition. When Montford plays in the half court, he makes sure guys are in their spots. He runs that show for them. Uh, he can score when he needs to. He In that NIBC event, he had some big-time uh, buckets, a couple dunks, too. He's sneaky athletic. Um, 
He is um he can shoot the ball, but overall the best part of his game is his ability to pass the ball. He makes great passes. He hit, hits guys right in their shooting pocket when they're loading up to shoot. He hits guys going back door. He's just an incredible one of the best passers that I've seen from that class for sure. Yeah. I you know I really wonder what it's going to be like to see Ty Ty and Ryan on the floor at the same time because they're going to be so you're going to have two essentially I guess is what I'm gathering is two floor generals that are, yeah. that are really sneaky, athletic and can pass the ball really well. So um, yeah, you know I really wonder what what that what that is going to look like once he gets into once they both get into the Greg McDermott system. I think they're both going to flourish. But a couple of weeks back, Ty Ty and Nembard went face to face. I think we kind of mentioned this a couple of seconds yep. ago on January twenty eighth. But uh, mm-hmm. what did you see out of that game? It sounds like the two Creighton commits accounted for uh, <laughs> you know they had their fingerprints all over the game. Uh, they yeah. accounted for forty points in that game. Sounds like it was a great showcase of our program's incoming talent. But talk a little bit about that game and if you watched it or saw any clips or anything. Yeah, I watched the whole game. Uh, easily the game of the year so far this year in high school basketball f- across the nation. Uh, they're just two great teams. You know, AZ- Compass Prep is loaded. Montverde's loaded. They matched up well together. And it ended up going to overtime, but Compass came out on top. And it was just such an exciting game, man. Guys were flying around. They were getting up and down. Bunch of dunks, bunch of high-level play. And that's the best kind of high school basketball to watch is when two teams like that go up against each other on national TV. And, uh, oh, sorry about that. No, you're good. And, uh, and, um, yeah, when they go up against each other on national TV like that, man, you just know that you're in for a show. So it was really exciting to watch. Absolutely. You know, and it, it's just crazy to think about, I was kind of walking through myself or walking through my thoughts earlier, just kind of before the podcast, just thinking about, you know, the depth that we're going to have at this, at these, you know, one and two positions next year, you mm-hmm. know, with Roddy sitting out this year, he's going to be fresh coming off too. I mean, we're going to, and if Marcus Zagorowski comes back, we are just going to be absolutely loaded oh, <laughs> with, yeah. with really good passers and really good playmakers. So, but I want mm-hmm. to transition here a little bit. You seem to be very high on Mason Miller as well. I, I'm you've got him ranked really high in your top one fifty as well. He, six, nine stretch four type player. He seems to be exactly what Creighton looks for in that, in that four position. And, um, you know, how they really like to stretch the floor with their four yeah. drives. Um, you know, like I said, he seems to be exactly what Creighton needs of that. He can shoot the shit out of the ball. Uh, he can take the ball off the dribble. Uh, you know, he's the son of Mike Miller, as we mentioned, the famous NBA yeah. player. If you don't know who Mike Miller is, do your research, Jay fans, because I know Mike is going to be in the building watching him play. So it's going to be oh, yeah. a spectacle to say the least. But I, I digress. Um, yeah, what, what do you see out of, uh, out of Mason that will be good for Greg's system? Yeah, like you say, he's 6'9". Lengthy stretch four, man. I mean, his father is one of the best shooters of all time, and he's taught his son very well because Mason can really, really shoot the ball from uh, all angles of the court. Um, He's working on a lot that I've seen from him this season is he's working on getting that pump fake in and then getting right to the rim with a couple dribbles. So that can be exciting for you guys to watch next season. And I think he's going to flourish in Creighton's system. You know, they do a lot of pick and pop stuff. And that's going to be great for him because he is easily one of the best shooters in the nation. I think his mechanics are great. Uh, He's just all around great player. Yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking about it for next year too. If Christian Bishop sticks around, we have him and Colt Brenner and Mason Miller who all all are going to be in that, in that, in that, you know, in that region of the court, it's just going to be, it's going to be really great to see how they kind of mesh together and see, you know, what kind of lineups that Greg puts together with, uh, with Mason in mind, but it seems like he's pretty good in transition as well. It seems mm-hmm. like he, he can push pace. Um, I mean, what, I mean, what do you see in his transition game that uh, will really fit in with Creighton? Yeah. Uh, he's six, nine, so he can rebound the ball very well. 
And I've seen him multiple times. He'll take it all the way up the court himself and then go coast to coast and finish it with a layup or dunk. Uh, he fills lanes great, and he he just moves well for his size. He's 6'9", and he just moves well. He gets up and down really good. Yeah, and it kind of stuck out to what, what you were talking about kind of stuck out to me. I mean, when you were talking about Ty Ty and sneaky athleticism with Ryan, mm-hmm. too. Uh, I yeah, think Mason, I think Mason's got a little bit of that as well. Oh yeah, he's he's had some really insane dunks over the last year. I mean, he's kind of definitely he's really uh, had some has some posterizing dunks. He can shoot, but man, he is really going to create some matchup problems for teams that we play with how well he moves the ball and how he can uh, get to the rim. So I'm also yeah, really sure. excited about John Christophilus. I mean, he seems to be the kind of shooter that also will thrive in Creighton system. You know, as we look at this whole body uh, in terms of the the 21 class, I mean all of these players are going to fit so well into the system. They've done a great job of getting players that are going to come in and make an immediate impact right away. You know, mm-hmm. whether if they redshirt or not, you know, let's see, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, but um, yeah. <clears throat> you know, I mean, Creighton's going to have to replace, you know, a knockdown shooter because we're getting rid of Mitch. Well, I mean, assuming that Mitch Ballack doesn't come back, we're going to have to replace him. <laughs> um, I mean, what do you know about John and uh, what, I mean, do you think he's going to be a good fit in Craig's offense as well? Yeah, so John, he's uh, his season got shut down at uh, O'Day in Washington. So he's been running with a team called BFL Prep in the grind session, and he has been doing so well there, man. He, like you said, he's a knockdown shooter, but I think people look over the fact that he can do a lot more than shoot the basketball. You know, he can put the ball on the floor and make some plays. Uh, he's a very, very smart player. He has a very high basketball IQ. He always makes the right plays. And but like we you said and how I just said, he his best aspect of his game is definitely shooting the basketball. He is a knockdown shooter. And once he gets his feet set, you better just get ready to catch it out of the net. Yeah. And and just kind of looking at the overall, you know, depth at that position as well. You know, we might have, you know, I mean, you obviously don't want to talk about redshirting someone right away, but, mm-hmm. you know, he, I mean, he might be a good candidate for a redshirt next year. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if, if it comes down to that and I, I'm, yeah. really, I'm really excited to see how his game evolves once he gets on campus, because Greg is notorious for <laughs> developing shooters, uh, you know, past their shooting game. You know, you look at Mitch yeah. Malik when he came in and he, he could take the ball off a dribble a little bit, but I mean, it's I, I'm really excited to see how how John, you know, progresses much like Mitch. Um, but, you know, the thing that sticks out to me overall, I mean, like I said, is how well these players fit into the system. I mean, in terms of, you know, looking at this class on the national scope, um, I mean, where do you think this lands? Obviously, in the Big East next to Villanova, this is probably the second best class in the, in, in the Big East. But where do you think this class fits nationally? Do you think it falls top 10, top 15? I'm going to say top 10. And if they get a couple guys that are still uncommitted, yeah. If they get one or two of those, one of those two guys, I think that they could sneak into like top five, honestly. They're going to, if they get Hunter Salas, who's still uncommitted, he's one of my favorites in the 2021 class. I think that they, they'll be up there for sure. Yeah, Jay's fans are very familiar with Hunter in his game. I mean, obviously, he plays in Omaha. He plays for Miller North. He's had a, an absolutely incredible season. Yeah. He's filling it up everywhere on the court. He's had some pretty, pretty insane, uh, you know, posterizing dunks. I mean, he's, he's doing it all. You know, I mean, this, mm-hmm. he would really fill out this class. 
um, right away. I mean, I want to talk about that for a minute. I mean, what do you think about, uh, I mean, there's, there's two players that come to mind for a lot of Creighton fans when we talk about, you know, who else could we add to this class? Obviously Hunter is the other one. I mean, can you guess who the other one is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I mean, uh, Isaac Trout. Yes. There you go. I mean, where do you, I mean, do, where do you see these guys landing? I mean, obviously we're down uh, to Hunter's down, I think to his top eight. Now Creighton has made that yep. final cut. I'm not sure where Isaac stands, but I mean, do you think Creighton has a legit shot with either of these dudes with how loaded they already are? Or do you think these guys go somewhere else? I think they have a shot, but I'm going to put this out there now for Hunter Salas. I think that he's going to go to Gonzaga. Yeah. I really think that. And I'm not too sure about Isaac Trout. I think you guys have a definite shot with him because um, 6'9 forward, stretch forward, just like Mason Miller. Yeah. And they they basically have the same play style. They both can really shoot it really well. So I think you have a legit shot at uh, Isaac Trout. But Hunter Salas, he, like you said, he's still he's in the top eight. Creighton's in his top eight. But uh, I firmly believe that he's going to go to Gonzaga. Yeah, it's I mean, it's with with how crowded the class already is, it's hard to see Hunter kind of, you know, I mean, obviously he would fit in really well, but I, I just, oh, yeah, I think, um, you know, I think he'll probably land as, elsewhere. But, you know, I mean, Isaac's been having a great season, too. He's dropped. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he had a game this season where he dropped 50 or a couple games where he's dropped 50 plus. I mean, oh, yeah. What do you I mean, what else? I mean, what do you know what other offers Isaac has on the table right now? I mean, is he is he leaning any sort of any any way, do you know? I know he's got some um, – I don't think he's leaning anywhere yet. I think he's uh, keeping his options open. But all the schools that are – he's got a – the list goes on and on with him. He's really good, man. I like watching him play. Like you said, he had a couple 50 balls this season. And, like, he, I think him and Mason Miller, if they were both on the court – if they were both ever on the court together, that would be matchup nightmares for whoever Creighton played. If they land Isaac Trout, that would be matchup nightmares because – not only do you have one six nine guy who can put on the floor and who's a knockdown shooter from three, but two, it would just be, it would be yeah. great for you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I guess we'll have to see how that kind of plays out over the next uh, next couple of weeks. You know, as this mm-hmm. high school season wears down, and you know, uh, I mean, it's crazy to think that th- some of these kids could be on campus here in a, in a short three or four months. I know, man. man. Like, it, like it's uh, it's kind of crazy how this year, I guess, since you know, March of last year, it just all kind of seems like a blur, you know? So <laughs> I'm interested to see also, you know, who, who sticks around, you know, with the NCAA kind of giving these waivers and eligibility, um, you know, flexi- the flexibility and the eligibility rules, you know, I'm really interested to see who's going to be sticking around and, you know, what, uh, what our roster looks like this time next year. But uh, looking past this class, man, I mean, is there anything in the future Creighton fans have to be excited about? I know we just talked about the 2021 class, but I haven't been able to really find anything on the 2022 class or anything in the future. I mean, is there anything that we have um, that's gone under the radar that you know about or anything that we should be keeping our eye out for? Um, not, not too much, you know. Um, I know Coach McDermott, he uh, – likes to he doesn't really post when he gives kids offers that's like any other division one coach really but the 2022 class is loaded man you know you got Jalen Duran who's could play in the NBA right now you got the list just goes on and on with that 2022 class man but I'm not too uh sure about the Creightons you know like that class is that class isn't as what's the word as in um more social social media active as the 2021 class would be sure. you know right right it's kind of it's kind of strange because you think the younger kids would do that 
Right. But it's actually kind of the opposite. I feel like, I mean, I may be wrong, but that's my look at it. Like the 2022 class, like when I talk to a lot of the 2022 guys, they're not really on social media. Like I just did a podcast with a kid, Corey Floyd Jr. out of New Jersey, just committed to UConn. He's not really on social media like that. And I kind of like that when kids are yeah. not on social media, because that really means that, you know, they're working on their game. They don't care about social media. And uh, I respect that for those kids, man. Uh, I really do. Cause I know when I was that age, that's all I lived on was social yeah, media. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've, I'm almost 30 now, man. And I still, <laughs> I still, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm with you, dude. It, it, it doesn't ever really go away. But if you can nip mm-hmm. it in the bud early, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely, absolutely. Good. It's definitely good for where your focus lands, you know. But uh, all right, Alex, well, thanks for joining us, man. Any last thoughts on the 2021 class before we, uh, before we wrap up the podcast here? Yeah, I'm, I'll just say for all the Creighton fans, you know, Ty Ty, he's my guy. I've talked to him on multiple occasions. And you guys are in for a show when that when he gets on campus, man. He's going to bring so much energy to the whole arena and to that team. And John Christophilos, he's going to, uh, like you said, unless he red shirts, he can be an immediate impact player. And Mason Miller, you know, he's going to be doing what he does and shooting the ball at a very high clip. So, yeah, you guys have a lot to be excited about, man. Well, we'll have to get you out for a game sometime, man. I mean, you're always welcome Definitely. in Omaha. I've got, se- <laughs> I've got season tickets. You can just you can just come with me. I'll, I'll buy the beer. We'll be good to go, man. Well, thank you for thanks again for taking time, man. Appreciate it. If you have anything to plug, I mean, if you have a, uh, you know, a, a blog or anything like that, obviously you work for you know the publication that you work for. But if you have anything to plug, go ahead and plug it now, man. Yeah. Um. So, my Twitter is uh, at Alex K Recruiting, and my uh company my company that i work for the season ticket we have a bunch of accounts so the circuit it's at the circuit hoops um that's for our more summer and spring grassroots oriented uh so and we also have the high school circuit as well that's at uh hs circuit that's where we keep track of every game that we can get our hands on kids stat lines and then our main account is the season ticket that's at the season ticket on twitter all that and uh yeah, like I like you said, man, I can't thank you enough for joining me. This is my first time that uh someone has actually had me on their pod and I had a lot of fun talking creating hoops with you, man. Dude, yeah, absolutely, man. We'll have to get you back on for regular updates going forward now. It's uh Absolutely, it's anytime. To, yeah, it's always good to make the connection. So, yeah, Alex, thanks again, man. We'll uh, we'll chat again soon. Thanks for coming on.